Steelers fans are going to spend all offseason long heading into the draft talking about the quarterback position. Should they get Kenny Pickett? Should they get Sam Howell? Should they get Matt Corral? All the different guys in this class. We'll talk about them, and maybe they will get one of them. But I am proposing an, an argument to say, you know what? This year, everyone's talking about how the quarterbacks are a little further back. This isn't the year to go get the This isn't the year of the quarterback. They can wait till next year. And there's two big reasons, maybe even three, why they should wait for 2023's NFL draft, the year they go after the quarterback. I want to talk about those prospects with our super expert on quarterbacks, Tony Serino. He's a guy called Devlin Hodges being a thing of all the other things that he's called at the quarterback position. But we're going to talk about that, this upcoming quarterback class, the class that comes after it, the strategy as far as what they can do in the meantime. We've talked a little about that before. We'll also talk about another defensive coordinator candidate that has emerged for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, New Orleans Saints defensive backs coordinator, or defensive backs coach, Chris Richard. And we get time, we'll talk about some Sean Payton stuff because he's retired from the Saints as well. It's going to be a fun Locked On Steelers episode. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. It all, all that helps us out. If you want to help us out further, go on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review with a positive comment. You do both at the same time. You get a special shout-out at the end of the show. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day. And we want to also thank our sponsors at OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. All that being said, it's Wednesday. So it's not a Tony Wednesday, Wednesday, but Tony Serino's here. I guess it is a Tony Wednesday because you did make money this past week. I did. I did. Uh, won, won, uh, won a couple uh, bets this weekend. And Tom Brady got eliminated from the playoffs. So uh, <laughs> that's another thing. Now, one thing I do, we, one thing that still needs to happen, though, the Bengals need to get eliminated. Talked about this on AFC North Talk. I don't know if there are Steeler fans out there. I'm going to talk to these. I'm going to talk to you guys in the, in, I feel the, you on this. in the Facebook group. Yeah, this whole, like, I cheer for my division thing. No, 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 no. Don't cheer for the, I don't cheer for the division. You know what I do? I cheer for the Steelers, and then right behind the Steelers, I cheer against everyone else in the AFC North. So big Chiefs <laughs> fan this weekend. <laughs> but I, I, before we get to the serious topic, uh, you know, and, and talking about the quarterback situation, I, I, I'm kind of with you on this. I don't understand what Steelers fans are trying to do here. You're trying to trick yourself into thinking, oh, well, you're tired of Patrick Mahomes. You're tired of his, his fiance, and you're tired of his brother. I get yeah. it. That yeah. like the video of her spraying the champagne bottle in onto the crowd. That was annoying to watch. And yes. some Chiefs fans were like, "We loved it." And I'm like, eh, "You only said it because you don't want to lose Patrick Mahomes." Uh, but <laughs> but but with all that aside, you're talking about the, those fans versus align yourself with the fans that used to hurl garbage at Ben Roethlisberger while he was on the cart. I'm sorry, Steelers fans. I don't know how you can fix your brain to stand alongside. That group. No. You know, so that's – and on top of all the other bad blood and division stuff that's going on there, and I'm not saying that you're a bad fan or anything like that. I'm just like, I don't no, know I am. how you do I it. Am. No, no, I'm saying you're a bad <laughs> fan. Straight up, straight up, you are a bad fan if you're cheering for the Bengals this weekend, and, and I'm going to call you out for it. 
<laughs> okay, let's get to something serious here, and that's the quarterback talk. Um, Tony, you and I have talked about quarterbacks. Uh, you know, there's guys that we that we like in this class that could be, you know, here or there, but there's obvious needs the Steelers have all across the roster. I talked sure. about this with Dean and Pietro and Josh Axrod, the agency, on yesterday's episode, but I want to address this with you. One thing that you've even started proposing, you even have uh, the the funny, you know, not the acronyms, but like the the sayings for what they need to do to get the quarterbacks right. of the next quarterback class. You're talking about looking at the next year, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, those guys may be part of being part of the 2023 NFL draft class. And they're, you're right. Those pedigrees are way up ahead. As much as Kenny Pickett was in the Heisman race this year, he could, he lost to Bryce Young because Bryce Young was doing it at a ridiculous level against SEC defenses week in and week out. And even though he lost the national championship game, he lit up Georgia, the best defense in the country in the SEC championship. There's stuff about that. C.J. Stroud, another guy that was lighting it up numbers-wise. Yeah. What is your reasoning behind banking on those guys over the pickets, the corrals, the howls, this, this, the Malik Willis's in this class? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's no one in this class, other than maybe Malik Willis, that would be like a true like traits-based assessment where you're like, all right, we're going to throw away some of the tape here. You know, a Josh Allen type, right? You're like, look, I'm just going to – I'm drafting right. a guy because this is all traits. Malik Willis maybe fits into that. A little bit in this in this class in particular, but otherwise, like with Pickett or Howell or or Corral or any of those guys, I mean, I just I, I think that there are obvious limitations to all those guys on tape. Even Kenny Pickett, who had a fantastic year, you know, I think you and I have talked about that in the past. Like, mm -hmm. I just don't know that Pickett's going to be a, a true franchise changing quarterback. He could be a good quarterback in this league, but I don't know if he's a franchise changer. When you watch Bryce Young and when you watch C.J. Stroud. These are kids that are absolute already. I mean, this is, you can tell these guys are franchise changing quarterbacks. But Bryce Young was just go watch the national title game. And it's a game that Bryce Young lost. He threw some bad balls in that game. But you look at how good that Georgia defense was and how much Bryce Young was able to stand in and make the throws he was able to make at a young age. Uh, I think that's someone that certainly projects as a tool, again, with the tools he type um, to, uh, to go to the next level and do something special. Same thing with CJ Stroud. And the other thing about next year's class, Chris, is that, you know, th there could easily be another like Kenny Pickett type, right? Where, where he's, you know, he, he kind of ascends you know, a one, you know, a one year wonder, a Joe mm -hmm. Burrow type, right? Where it comes out of nowhere and that kind of thing too. That's so I'm with you. I, I am all in on this team. If they want, you know, if they need a tank commander, right? If they want a tank, <laughs> I'm here to help the Steelers tank in 2022 because that 2023 quarterback class is a, is a much, much better class than this, this current one. So, I mean, we look at that and and all, all things aside, I also don't think it's necessarily that they do tank that to, to, for that year. I, I think if you – Tony's okay with the tank. I, I, wish I, I, had a, I wish I had a tank commander. I'm going to buy one. If uh, You're going to buy a tank. What if is this, if this joke goes any further, like? which it will, I'm definitely going to become the tank commander. What is What does a tank commander's hat even look like? Is it a helmet? Yeah, it's like a, you know, just kind of like a helmet or something. I don't know. We're going to figure this out. This this joke is going to continue going. Get ready. This is the new James Pierre. This is the new Doc Hodges. We just started it right here. Congratulations, listeners. You were here. You can get a shirt. I'll, I'll start selling them. I was there when the tank commander started. The tank commander. He's got <laughs> he's got the James Pierre hype train. Uh, he had the the Devlin Hodges hype train. There was a new another hype train you built this year, right? It was uh, I forget what it was. It was mid season. You had to you had to diverge off of the James Pierre hype train. I, I did have to get off of James Pierre, but I don't know where I went. I don't remember where. <laughs> I, I, I thought you'd get a new one. But point being, you had to you had to hop off that before it it drove off the bridge and into the river. Um, <laughs> but, not good. Uh, and it was not good. But hey, this is, this is what we do. But uh, to your point. 
I look at those guys and the guys in that class, they're they're little. And but one of those guys that could emerge in the, in that 2023 class is a guy, Brandon Armstrong. I watched him du- duel it out with Kenny Pickett. He's a Virginia mm-hmm. quarterback, um, but. I mean, him and Kenny Pickett were just going blow for blow. And I mean, and he's he had, he was making good throws, good reads, and he went into that game hurt, like he was coming off an injury, and he yeah. was going out a pit defense that was one of the best sack producing defenses. Uh, like the Steelers, they go up there and getting after the quarterback, um, and he was just dealing with the pressure and dealing really good passes. And it's just Kenny Pickett just ousted him, and that's why Kenny Pickett is you know was was, was a Heisman candidate and f- finished third in that voting, but. You know, I, I look at, th- at that class. There, you're right. There's potential there. There's there, there's there's what you can say you can do to see there. And I brought this up in yesterday's show as well. This, the Chiefs, when they traded up to the tenth overall pick to get Patrick Mahomes, they gave up a first their a first their, their first round that year, the first round next year, and a third round. They went up from 27 to 10. Yeah. Now, if you're looking at next year, you have, we have no idea what the Steelers are going to be like next year because we have no idea who they're building around. But there's the possibility they could – let's say they, they somehow get to the mid-20s. Let's say they, they get to the, the playoffs and, and they're in the situation that they are a little bit further past this year. Or even if they're at the same spot, say they're at 20. I think you're talking about a similar price to move up into the top 10 to get one of those guys. Well, I mean, there, there's a couple problems there. I think – that is that is what they move up to get Mahomes, but Mahomes was an interesting case because Mahomes wasn't thought of as like a premier guy. Remember, Mahomes That's true. went That's true. Mahomes went after Mitchell Trubisky, right? I, did I get that? Did I get that right? Yeah, he yeah. did. Because and I remember watching Mahomes tape. I mean, Mahomes, you know, was a he was just a you know he was a crazy quarterback in college, and he you know he, he, I don't think he uh, uh, you know they they were never in like national title contention or anything like that. I mean, he was a, he was a serviceable guy at at, at uh, Texas Tech, put up big numbers, but that team. You know, wasn't exactly winners. Thank you, Cliff Kingsbury, for that one. Um, but he so did Deshaun Watson, who was like Michael Jordan in college. Yes, yes, that was crazy too because Watson Watson was kind of thought of as a higher pedigree mm-hmm. guy. Um, I think the problem with next year's class, though, is you've already got the talk around guys like C.J. Stroud and 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 Bryce Young, and so I I would that is that I, is a problem. I would be shocked if those guys fell to ten. In fact, I think the worry if you're a Steeler fan this year, and the reason why I'm leading why I'm leading the, the tanking charge, why I'm the tank commander this year. Because I think you got you got to be around. First of all, you got to hope if you don't get one of the first two picks in the draft, you kind of got to hope that the teams there do not need a quarterback, quarterback so that mm-hmm. you so that you can get up there to get him. Um, I think that that to me is maybe, more likely. Now again, maybe the Jaguars, the Jets, yes, yes, teams that yes. just spent high picks on quarterbacks. Right. But continue. Um, yeah, and I just think I, I think you know now it doesn't have to be one of those two guys like you talked about. There may be like a Brandon Armstrong. You know, look at this year's class, right? No one had Mac Jones as a first round pick. No, in, you know, going into this class, and then all of a sudden he just you know he turns out to be uh, a first round pick. Everyone's and, like, whoa, yeah, he's great. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, you know, Kenny Pickett going into this year or the year before it was Joe Burrow. No. Right? no, no one was thinking about Joe Burrow as the number one overall pick. That was a Tua. You know, remember Tank for Tua? Tank for Tank Tua. For, Tank for Tua ended, and then all of a sudden it was bad for Burrow. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Things yeah, change I, very quickly in the college football scene. I know from they, covering it. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think for the Steelers, look, you got to get yourself into a position. You got to have the draft capital, and you got to be willing to spend it, or you just got to be bad enough to to be up there and, and in the mix. And for me, you know, trading and all that stuff is nice. Let's just be up there and in the mix, baby. Tank Commander twenty twenty two. Let's go. 
you're a silly man. We've <laughs> talked a lot about this, but we got to talk about the other news that involves the Steelers and them increasing their coaching search outside the organization for the defensive coordinator. Or are they? We'll talk about that in just a minute. But first, got to talk to you guys about OnlineGambling.com. Steelers fans, we're all looking for an edge these days, and I'd like to get to, to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. The experts at Online Gambling have sent me a challenge way back when to say that uh, to, to pick two Super Bowl t- teams to play off against each other. And let me tell you that you should probably take their advice because if you took my advice, you picked the Bills and the, and the Cowboys. Neither of them even made it to the conference championship round. So take OnlineGambling.com's advice, not mine. As they keep a close eye on everything, you, they'll give you all the news to stay up to date and provide the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. And that includes their OG tips section where you'll find their own Super Bowl picks as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the NFL playoffs. Make sure to visit OnlineGambling.com NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips, and info to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the NFL playoffs. Remember, that's OnlineGambling.com NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Tony Serino for a Tony Wednesday because he made some money. Tony, real quick before we get into this segment, you're, if you were to, if if there was betting odds, if you put if you put to put money down, who's Steelers defensive coordinator next year? Oh. Oh, it's like it's like minus ten thousand on uh, Trail Austin. <laughs> minus ten, so you gotta bet like ten grand to make a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like this is a this is as obvious a thing as there ever was. <laughs> well, th- let's let's talk about that in a bit because you know I, I the, the the Steelers. It was reported that uh, they have requested to interview the Saints defensive backs coach Chris Richard uh, for their for the for the DC spot. This now a- adds on. Um, I believe it was, oh, I forget the guy's name. Um, oh, the guy from the Giants? Patrick Graham, yes. yes. Uh, Chris, Chris Richard and Patrick Graham, their defensive coordinator over there. So this now adds two candidates to the mix there for the Steelers. And, you know, you know, it obviously reeks a lot of, hey, we're just checking out to see who these guys are, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, so that people can say that we that we did our search. But I also think that this is this is what the Steelers do. You know, they go around and they talk to people. They they want to build build relationships. You know, one of the clips that you know I think people were you know people were joking around before the NFL draft last year was showing when Mike Tomlin went and talked. Went, went and told Justin Fields, like, hey, we're all here to see you, buddy. Yeah, you know and, who we're and, here like, to see. Yep. Right, you know who we're here to see. And and he says that, and he knows he's never going to get a shot at Justin Fields, but best believe they definitely talk to him because they never, you never know, make a Fitzpatrick situation. Maybe he gets a trade till you come to your team. The Steelers do this type of thing. So yeah. maybe Chris Richard is not part of the, is not going to be a thing this year, but maybe he comes in in the future and maybe Patrick Richard is the, is the same thing or Patrick Graham. I'm going to do this. I'm going to mess these guys' names up a whole bunch, but point being, you won't, don't um, worry. You won't mess up Terrell Austin's name. We, no, Terrell Austin's that the one. one I, I that one's right here. Me. And you got nothing to worry about Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but also, I mean, for, and for those who don't know who Chris Richard is, he's not just the Saints defensive backs coach, but he was the defensive backs coach for the Seahawks in their prime Legion of boom years. Yeah. He has a good track record of, getting the defensive backs and making them better and working with really talented ones, which I think the Steelers might try to even add to in free agency this year, um, even outside the organization. So 
lots to work with there. But what was your thoughts when you saw the interview and, you know, just more to just what the Steelers could actually be doing? Because now so let's say they promote Terrell Austin, Tony. Now you have a, you may have a defensive coordinator, but you're lacking a linebackers coach and a secondary coach. That's that I think is more in line with where, with where this could potentially be heading. Look, I, I mean, I think, you know, first of all, the Steelers do this and I, it, it just, it just enrages the fan base. You know, there's a, of course the part of the fan base that, you know, just feels like they have to do, you have to promote from outside. You gotta get external hires and, you know, look on the offensive side, like I, I don't, I maybe don't even disagree offensively, but defensively, look, this is, as we just found out, this is Tomlin's defense. The guy who is going to get you know promoted or brought in here is is going to be a guy who works alongside Mike Tomlin. This is not someone who's going to be you know running their own defense essentially. So um, I, I think that look, they're like last year. You know, look, last year they they interviewed Pep Hamilton, they interviewed Hugh Jackson, and then they promoted Matt Canada. And I think this year, you know, they're gonna they're gonna interview these two guys, and then they're gonna promote um, they're gonna promote Taylor Austin. The, the question is, like you said, what are they gonna do to fill the secondary role, and what are they gonna do to fill the linebacker coach role? I think that's where certainly. Um, the guy from the Saints could definitely come in because he's he is their secondary coach. And mm-hmm. sh- you know, we, we just saw Sean Payton leave today or yesterday, whenever you know, whenever we're recording this. So uh <laughs> it's live, so Tony. It's always it's, live. Yeah, it's always live. It's always live. <laughs> I know. Uh the so that that I think you know, lateral move for him that way, you know, not knowing what's gonna happen with that coaching staff there. Maybe they maybe the Saints promote from within it's Dennis Allen, and then you know, potentially that coach could stay. But um, I think it's more likely that. This could be a, 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 a lateral move for him to come over to the Steelers. It, it could very well be. We know that Keith Butler kept working with the edge rushers. Uh, well, he didn't keep working. When he took over, Joey Porter was that guy. And then eventually when Joey Porter left, he kind of assumed that role yeah. um, of working with the edge rushers as Jerry Osowski took on the linebackers. You know, worked with the off-ball linebackers like Devin Bush and such. But there's there could be a chance that Terrell Austin stays on and you know, when he, if he is promoted to defensive coordinator, maybe he does keep on that role as well. Um, but I, I see this all as one big thing where the Steelers, they're looking to see what the best best mix is here. But again, I, I, I don't think they need to rock the boat too much. They're Again, they're going to kick tires. They're going to see who can fit where. Um, you know, And I think what may be more of an important hire, and this is something I want to get your perspective on it too, with Keith Butler, we always talk about defensive coordinator and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when Jerry Olsofsky had to pull out from the team this season because his wife passed away in a very mm-hmm. set and very tragic way, yeah. um, you know, that left, that left a vacancy there. And I do think that that played a role in Devin Bush's lack of redevelopment after his injury and that he yeah. wasn't able to get as much, as much, you know, hands-on coaching. And I do think that, Whatever they do next year, even if if, if Olsavsky is back, they're gonna want to make sure that there's there, there's you know a staff that's dedicated to working with him because even though he he was not good this year in his third third year, they I, there's no doubt in my mind they have big hopes that he becomes the guy because they they traded up a lot to get him and yeah. I, I think linebacker play is so important for what this defense tries to do, especially over the middle. Yeah, and I, I thought I thought Keith Butler's comments about him the other day were, were kind of interesting when he talked about why Keith or you know what kind of happened to Devin this year. And he brought up the ACL injury first and foremost, right? He said, "Look, the guy's coming off of an ACL, and, and the, you know the thing he saw was a player who you know was was a little timid at first and didn't want to you know you you had that catastrophic knee injury and you don't want you the last thing you want to happen is the you know that same injury again. And so obviously that's going to make you play a little more timid. And and for a guy like Devin Bush, you can't do that, right? Because they no. they they drafted him to be the aggressive." sideline to sideline linebacker and you know you, you 
So, you know, obviously that they got to fix that first and foremost. I agree with you. Now it's going to be up to Olsavsky, you know, when, when he comes back to the team, that I think he's going to be first and foremost, but yeah, you're right. There needs to be a support staff around developing some of the young talent here because, you know, let, let's be honest, you know, th this team has a lot of holes to fill, but those holes are, are a lot on the offensive side as much as they're on the defensive side. And so, you know, if, if you're whoever takes over, this is not going to be another seven year stretch of like drafting seven straight defensive first round players. They're going to have to work with some younger guys that are going to be, you know, third, fourth round picks here, you know, a guy like Buddy Johnson coming in potentially. Um, so getting, you know, so bringing up a Devin Bush and then working with whatever guys they get in the secondary and, and you know, Buddy Johnson, those guys, and then the defensive linemen as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, as much as, as much as Terrell Austin won't be a play caller, he is certainly going to be in charge of player development there on that defensive side. I think that's going to be a huge part of it. When he came to the Steelers, they got Minka Fitzpatrick. That secondary quickly turned up, and they and they, they were able to turn into one of the best, better parts, maybe the best unit we saw of the secondary in the 2010s. Uh, you know, you know, maybe Saints 2010 with uh, you know, with with Troy Polamalu. Uh, but you know, that's yeah. I, I think there's a lot to say, but that's behind that. And that's why Minka Fitzpatrick was so confident about him. So maybe Chris Richard is part of the plan for, for defensive backs coach, not necessarily defensive coordinator. Maybe, you know, Patrick Richard, Patrick, oh, what are, Patrick Graham. I'm going to keep doing this. Um, maybe Patrick Graham is for another day or two. And then they're going to announce Terrell Austin. You'll be fine. And then I'll be fine. I won't have to do this anymore. Um, but we will, we will keep you up to date with that on the lockdown Steelers podcast and the importance of, you know, finding those right guys and what roles they might play in the Steelers redevelopment. But all that being said, Chris Richard, if he does leave the saints is leaving a, an interesting situation with Sean Payton resigning or basically saying I'm stepping away from the saints coaching position. I want to talk to Tony about that because I do think that that plays, it, there's an interesting corollary between Payton and Tomlin. There's always been that, you know, Super Bowl champion in, in, in Super Bowl 46 Super Bowl, or Super Bowl 44 Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl 43, and neither have won one since, but both have been regarded as great coaches with great pedigrees and worked with great franchise quarterbacks. And it's interesting to see where the Saints are. And I think it, it, it's, it'll be a, a cool comparison segment that we'll do in just a second here. So stay tuned for that. But first, we got to talk to you guys about Get Upside. Steelers fans, this is Chris Carter with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about it. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making are, are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up. That's and that's and that's cash back right away. Don't pay full price to pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the free uh the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or three hundred dollars a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card, or for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code Touchdown to get twenty-five cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Again, that's promo code Touchdown for the GetUpside app. We're also brought to you by Built Bar. With the new year means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fitter, eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is it makes it easier to stick to your resolution because they taste so good, you'll want to eat them, unlike other protein bars that can be chalky, wasty, or just taste downright nasty. You want to eat healthy, but it gets so boring. At By week three of your new diet, you're saying, where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, but with that, they still only pack 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. That's a great comparison to the ordinary candy bar that's 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea. 
for your new year, make sure you find all those snack stashes that you put all those unhealthy snacks in. Get rid of them. Replace them all with Built Bars because there's so many different flavors for you to enjoy, whether, whether it's raspberry, coconut almond, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, salted caramel. They have them all available at Built.com. Be sure to go to Built.com and check out all their new limited-time flavors, including their, their regular ones that everybody loves. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And when we do back-to-back ad reads, Tony, we keep it rolling. Let's go. Now, let's let's examine this. Now, Sean Payton retires. Yes. This is an interesting situation. Not retires. He, he specifically said, I'm not retiring. He stepped away from the team. He's not going to be coaching next year. And I don't know you, Tony, this is very obvious what this screams. Sean Payton, he's been there since, what, 2007, 2006? Yeah, right around the same time, Tomlin. Yeah, I think it was it was uh yeah, right around the same time. And that, that's the th- that's the thing about it for me is that you know they started around the same time. I'm checking real quick to make sure my numbers are correct. Yeah, 2006. So he was the year he started coaching the, the Saints the year before Tomlin. So there's a direct yeah. parallel to say the uh, uh, of that. They both got Super Bowl championships, they both had legendary quarterbacks. Um and 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 they both were faltering throughout the 2010s, not coming through and, and, and finishing late. So everyone was looking at them. But it was always interesting how Mike Tomlin would be brought up in one light, Sean Payton in the other. But one thing that's really interesting about that, when we saw how Drew Brees exited, Sean Payton, they tripled down. They they invested a whole lot of money in the Saints uh, to, to kind of try to keep them competitive. They paid big money to Michael Thomas, big yeah. money to Alvin Kamara, Cameron Jordan, Teron Armstead, Taysom Hill. There's yeah, a, that's the that's the name that's different from all the other people I just named, by the way. Um, and now they're in a situation where next year, Tony, with all the problems the Saint had, they are seventy four million dollars over the cap. Yeah, it seems to me. Calm, tell me I'm crazy. <laughs> that's Sean Payton saying, "That's not my problem. I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, the Saints were really what what a silly way to to run your organization. Where like once you lose Drew Brees. You know, I, I we all we all imagine, right? Once you lose your franchise guy, you're going to roll right into the next guy. But you know, the Saints did it really silly, which is like you said, they they continued to invest around Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill or whatnot, and now they're left in a situation where you know you have you have like no cap space whatsoever, and so they're likely going to have to do this massive restructuring of almost everyone on the on the on the roster. You know, they'll probably have to cut some players here and there, but but I, I think more than likely, all the big names will stay. And they'll just kind of push the, you know, kick the can down the road, but they won't be able to make any any big name. You know, there's not they're not going to be in like the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes or the Russell Wilson sweepstakes or anything like that. And so they're going to be in a situation where you're in that kind of the the awful middle, right? Where you're where you're you're just good enough to not make the playoffs or not be you know not be good enough to do anything in the playoffs, and just bad enough that you'll never be able to you know to afford the the next quarterback beyond that without giving up massive draft capital. And I think you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think for that for for that reason, I think Sean Payton looked at this and said. Look, we're not going to be competitive here for a little while now, uh, and this is as good a time for me to step out. Especially because there's always been those rumors about him and and uh, and the Cowboys organization. And given where Mike McCarthy is today, you know this may be a short one year retirement for Sean Payton before he's over and uh, he takes a little car ride over to Dallas. 
Yeah, that's what that's what makes the most sense to me. You, you look at you look at what what Sean Sean Payton. He's only fifty eight years old. He has plenty of time uh, to to bounce back. And I know some people are sitting saying, "Why are we talking so much about the Saints?" I, I just I think it's an interesting thing to compare to where these two organizations are. The Saints have a lot of talent. They they, they were right with the Steelers, you know, battling around five hundred to make to the playoffs. The Steelers found their way in. The Saints, unfortunately for them, did did not. Um, but this was a team that, that that sold out and tried to do all the things to put themselves in position. Now, you know, they're, they're, look, Sean Payton's like, what's the point of me being here? Whereas Mike Tomlin is sitting there saying, hey, it's time to reload up, baby. We got TJ Watt. We got these guys. And now we got a lot of cap space coming along yeah. with the picks to, to make it move. I just I think that there's something to be said with the trajectory that both of these teams have been put on by these coaches. I think I think the, the the thing to hit on is that the when when people are critical of the Steelers and the moves that they made in in the 2021 offseason, right? Letting guys like Mike Hilton go and Bud Dupree go and and you know and the entire offensive line, right? Alejandro Villanueva, yeah. Letting all these guys go, you know, you look back, you're like, boy, you know, couldn't this team have been better if they brought some of those guys back? Especially looking at what Mike Hilton's doing in Cincinnati. But again, you know, you don't want to get caught in a situation like this where you have no flexibility with New Orleans, right? I mean, look, I'm sure I haven't looked over their roster top to bottom, but I'm sure that they have spots in that roster that need to be filled this offseason. Oh, yeah. And they have, and they have absolutely, I mean, well, outside of quarterback uh, mm-hmm. and they have absolutely no space to do so. I mean, they're going to spend, they're going to spend the entirety of these upcoming months trying to figure out ways to get that into a manageable number so they can bring in, you know, a couple free agents here and there in a very Steelers-esque way, right? A couple, couple second tier, third tier guys. Whereas the Steelers this offseason, if they wanted to, the Steelers are going to have so much cap space. I mean, once once they do the Ben move at where he retires after June 1st and they potentially cut, you know, a guy like Zach Banner or Joe Schobert, I mean, this team's going to have $55, $60 million in cap space when, when all is said and done and they start doing all their movements. They could do the Bill Belichick thing from last year where they just go hog wild in free agency and bring in a ton of players if they want to. Or, or if they want me to be their tank commander, they could sit – Pat and do absolutely nothing. Save that cap space for a year, baby. And then we go all in with Bryce Young or CJ Stroud in 2023, whatever they want to do. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Uh, but again, you know, that's that's the beauty of what Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, and this front office did is they gave the Steelers maximum flexibility. They can do whatever they want this offseason. The Saints cannot. They have one thing they have to do. They have to get cap compliant. And that means kicking the can even further down the road, a, a road which which at this point has no future, has no quarterback. Yeah, it has no quarterback. And again, you're talking about signing free agents. They're gonna have to like the the holes in their roster. They're gonna they're gonna create holes in their roster by letting guys go. Like Teron Armstead is on next year. He he's one of the guys that has to go because he's he, he's all his money is is free up in the cap space. They can't afford to hold on to him at twelve point nine million dollars. Yeah, you know, and that's why a lot of people look at him. And he's gonna he's gonna be gone. Um, you know, you look at you look at guys like Malcolm Jenkins. He, he's gonna even if they cut him, he's gonna co- be costing seven point nine million dollars against their cap next. Next year and save them only 3.8 million there's not a whole lot of easy options there when yeah. you talk about you know how to how to save money so there's going to need to be some creative restructure work and again that's something the Steelers they don't got to worry about they've got <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a bunch of void years in in, in New Orleans it's going to be crazy right but, void years for the next there someone's going to get some Bobby Bonilla type of money this yeah is, exactly just, it just I mean that itself. is the way to get out of 77 million dollars of debt my goodness I mean that that's a lot but I mean right now the Steelers you 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 put them with Ben Roethlisberger when he retires. You're thinking that's going to get them close to 50 million ish in, in cap space next year. Then you're going to be in a position if you like you said you make two make some more cuts. Um, you make some restructures. You could also save money by getting rid of Eric Ebron. He'd be in that mix. Um, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of things you could do next year to to boost your number to get up to even past 60 million in, in cap space. 
And that's something we haven't seen the Steelers be able to do. I think that, that that's another factor of Mike Tomlin making this team competitive, finding a way to fight through it, while also the front office doing what they're trying to do and set, setting themselves up for the future. One thing I want to point out to people, uh, everyone talks about, well, you know, you got all this money, but you're going to have to do the Minka deal. The Minka deal may actually end up saving the Steelers some money. If you look back at what the Steelers did with TJ Watt's contract mm. a year ago, they actually saved money with that contract because they, they again, they pushed all the money into future years. He only counted $8 million against the 2021 cap. Now, he, he's another guy where they're probably going to move some money there and, and create a, baji a bajillion dollars of cap space again. Remember, the cap is a myth. Um, but the, the Minka deal will be a, a you know, long term, like this will, this will cut down in their cap space in 23 and 24, but in 22, you know, again, it, it may even save them a million or two. I, I think that's another great point to be made there, but, but going back to one of your other points, them not keeping Mike Hilton and I get it. I was on, like, I, I, I love Mike Hilton as a player. Yeah, watch as a person who breaks down film film. He is fun to watch. You see what he's done for the Bengals. Uh, and, and I, I'd even say without him, I don't think the Bengals are in this, the, in the AFC championship game. I think that he's, he's given them, he's been, I mean, he's not the sole thing that's putting them over the top. That's Joe Burrow, Jamar chasing them. No, but that play he made, that play he I made mean, was spectacular. Spectacular. That, and those yeah. are the, those are the type of plays only Mike Hilton made at the, at the right. slot cornerback position. Right. But I also get when people say, why is Steelers pay him the Steelers knew that they were eventually this year was going to be the ultimate like they're like last year was the start of the rebuild this year is the big step of the rebuild because now you you get all this money to invest into and you're going to invest into who is going to be your core players you know you've already made TJ Watt one of them Minka Fitzpatrick most likely will be one of them you, you most likely have Cam Hayward maybe Stephon Tuitt but Keith Butler also let on that we're not sure about what his status is mentally and where he'll be, right. where he'll be able to be next year. Um, but there's going to be certain financial commitments in your salary cap that you're like, these are the pillar players for a long time. The big pillar was Ben Roethlisberger. His money was just way above everyone else's. Now that that's yep. out of the way, you have the opportunity to say, Hey, we're building this defense from here. And I, I know that Mike Hilton's the man and I'm a big supporter of Mike Hilton as a person, but it's tough to put when you're doing that to make one of those pillars the slot cornerback position. Right. Right. And I think that's the that's the problem that he ran into. I, it's it's also why they were well they they were letting go to Villa away because he also wasn't good anymore. Uh, um but right. you know that but that's why I think they've been very careful about handing out these big contracts for guys that aren't, you know, 26, 27 years old and superstars like TJ Watt. Right. No, I, and, and yeah, I think I think the Steelers approached it really really smart because um yeah, like you said, look Hilton would have helped this year's team like the 2021 team would have been better. But this team, I mean, we all know this 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 year's team was not a Mike Hilton away from getting any no. further in the playoffs. You know, uh, they ran into a buzz sign in Kansas City. So, um, yeah, I, I think that the flexibility that they have this offseason, the, their ability, again, to to do everything they want, which is go out and, and completely retool offensively, defensive line if they want to, get get some new guys in the secondary if they want to, cool. And, again, you know, if they want to stand pat, they can do that too. I mean, it's, it, it's what – you know, we keep talking about how interesting this offseason is, is because, again, there's so many layers to these things with how they can address the cap situation, how they can address this draft, future drafts. This is the most interesting Steeler offseason of our lifetime. Indeed it will be. Tony, that's all the time we got today. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. You're always a joy to have here. Let me know I can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can find me on YouTube. I do a show called AFC North Talk, which is, yes. look, let's be honest here. It's it, At this point, it's just Bengals talk. Uh, but you know, I guess for those of you who are, you know, you're now your new Bengals fans, I guess, get on over, listen to Ace talk. He's always happy every week. We'll see how happy he is next week. If they, if they, if they pull off this upset over Kansas city, my goodness. Uh, so you can check that out. AFC North talk on YouTube. I also have a YouTube channel myself. It's called Steeler country with Tony Spirino. Check that out. 
as well. And then, of course, you can find me here weekly with my with my boy Chris here on Locked On Steelers. Hey, that's my guy right there, Tony Serena. Tony, thanks so much for joining us. And thank you, listeners and viewers. If you're listening to this, you can listen to this on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Odyssey, anywhere podcasts are hosted for free. If you're watching this, you can watch this on YouTube. Hit the like button if you enjoyed this video. Hit the subscribe button to our channel to get all of our daily content here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. If you want to help us further, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And when you do that, also post a positive comment. I'll see that, and I'll be able to give you a shout out at the end of the show like this person we have grant g97 who gives a five-star review this past week saying i began listening he says solid, solid steelers coverage i began listening to, during the 2020 to 2021 offseason so i've had an entire season's worth of listening now chris runs a fantastic podcast he is interested he is interested his guests with multiple views and has a fair and balanced view of our pittsburgh steelers give the pod a listen and subscribe thanks chris go steelers and let's go mountaineers thank you Grant G97. Uh, and I'm, I'll tell I'll tell Wes, you said go Mountaineers. because yeah, you know I was gonna me. say that last part. Yeah, yeah. I was like, but uh, but no, but you know it's all love. Thank you, Grant. That means a lot to give me a five-star review uh so glowingly. Um, and hey, I bumped this up from a 4.7 average to a 4.8. So hey, we, there we uh, go. We, we we like that kind of work. Thank you so much. That stuff really helps us out. We'll be back tomorrow. We're looking forward to having Brooke Pryor of ESPN back on the show. I want to talk to Brooke because she used to cover the Chiefs before she started covering the Steelers. And we say, hey, why didn't you bring Patrick Mahomes with you? That's another story for another day. But we'll be talking to her tomorrow. So stay tuned. Brooke Pryor of ESPN tomorrow on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques.